Hey there, thoughtful listener. What is your number one lead generation blocker? Head to upmyinfluence.com slash quiz to find out right now. That's upmyinfluence.com slash quiz, and I'll share why you aren't getting the intros and sales you deserve. We're also actively seeking guests for this daily commercial-free entrepreneur wisdom podcast. Agency owners, consultants, coaches, and B2B service providers, head to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. And I'd love to promote your expertise to our amazing audience. Let's get on with the show. With us right now, it's Ken Marshall. Ken, you are the Chief Growth Officer and Managing Partner at Revenue Zen. You're found on the web at revenuezen.com. Ken, thank you so much for joining us. Josh, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Yeah. Uh, give us give us the, the nickel tour. Who is Revenue Zen and what, what do you do? Sure. I, uh, you know, the nickel version, not the dime version. Uh, Revenue <laughs> Zen, you know, we simply exist to help B2B brands that are really ambitious increase their growth um, through organic growth marketing strategies. So SEO, content marketing, uh, even helping founders stand out on LinkedIn. And we do that through not only our agency services, but we're cooking up some internal software and software for um, use for the public as well. So all that good stuff. And I am a mad scientist. As a chief growth officer, I ensure that you know we're growing in marketing, uh, sales, and our own internal processes. That's what I do every day. Yeah. Uh, and, and so what, it, when we're thinking about content, um, what content is performing well today? Uh, excellent question. So I'll speak to your audience in particular, you know, folks who may be in the C-level founders and maybe a small or medium-sized business. What I would say is there's two types of things that you can leverage. One is your own personal brand. Everyone hates that word. But what I mean is you go on my LinkedIn, you type it in, you'll notice I give people really specific, actionable advice all the time that they use, learn, implement, and then come ask us to do things for them for money. So that's the first thing. Leverage what's interesting about you or your knowledge as a founder or an owner. Uh, give it away. And occasionally, you know, people will come to you and you can ask them for nice things. The second thing I would say is on the website, um, act as if, you know, you're taking somebody who doesn't, has never heard of your service. So from this time they start learning about you all the way through to buying from you. If you didn't have a salesperson present, could your website help them at every stage of their discovery all the way through to comparison and decision-making without you? That's where to start. Yeah, and and what do you say to someone who, and, and again, this is kind of silly here. I think most of us are beyond this right now, but um, maybe it's a coach or consultant who feels like, well, if I'm just giving away all of my good advice and good tips, then why hire me? <laughs> Yeah, I think people um, don't intimately understand their buyer's needs, and that's why they think that. Everything I've ever learned is available for free on our site. Why are we a seven-figure agency? <laughs> you know what I mean? The, the, the difference is people need their time back. They want to pay for some expertise that they don't know. Maybe they're a seven out of 10, but to start generating revenue, they need to be an eight or a nine out of 10. Um, and so that's really what they're paying for, a solution to those needs to get stuff off their back. If you're a VP of marketing, to have the just stop breathing down your neck uh, and help you, you know, augment your capabilities. So you're not really giving away, you know, if you do have a secret sauce, not a lot of those type of folks are, we don't have anything proprietary other than our tools, but what you're really giving away or sort of speak is the, what it is 
and the how to do it, but people tend to pay service providers for implementing it for them and relieving yeah, headaches. Of course, like yes. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to <laughs> editorialize there oh, too much. Yes, but I'm totally. Like, go, can go. Yes, right. Because when you hit it, you, and you figure that out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, and also when we make uh, decisions about the types of content that we should share, um, are there any? Um, I don't know. Like I, I mean, I've got my idea, but <laughs> uh, let's let's say we've got a bunch of different uh content ideas up on the whiteboard what would how would you narrow that list down yeah i mean let's let's keep it super basic content strategy in a box uh number one if you don't understand the unique pain points of your target customer you know do you want to go through a persona exercise start off by just writing 10 things that suck about their everyday job we call it the jobs to be done framework just jot that down first uh, thing number two, understand how your whatever you provide maps to each one of those things you jot down. And then now we can get to creating content. The, the first thing I would say is consider the four buckets. Somebody has to learn something before they want to buy anything. They want to compare different solutions. They want to compare a specific provider and make a decision. And then the loyalty stuff, right? After they're a customer, how do they come back and keep coming back? For each of those things, just take those pain points and map them to each one of those four buckets. So for the interest, I'm a consultant, maybe I'm a coach for high-performing executives. Number one thing, maybe they don't even know what coaching is. Maybe that's an article or a video about how does executive coaching actually help? How does it work? That's, there's no selling going on, you're educating. Yes. Step number two is, what's the difference between an online platform, a coach, a consultant, and an agency who helps executives? Now you're getting them through the comparison stage. That could be a, a, you know, a page on your website, an infographic, you can get creative. The decision-making is easy. It's what most people already do. That's a sales page, solutions, services, sales pages. People tend to focus only on that part of the funnel. And then afterwards, what are you giving? Do you have a newsletter to nurture the people that are already customers to upsell, cross-sell, downsell, whatever. So think about each of the buckets, jot down five ideas, and then go produce, you know, grab a six-pack beer, take a weekend, start producing after that. Because after that, it's about iterating and analyzing data to get better. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, you know, something that's been in the news over the past month or so is chat GPT and just using AI tools to supplement. Yeah. As, as, as you're rubbing your hands together, Ken, it's like, Oh, let me into this one. Uh, yeah. so where, um, what, what have current as of where we're at currently kind of, you know, kind of current thought is, um, where do you see a positive application of, uh, of AI tools today? Yeah, I'll say this. Uh, I, I think I'm over 40 articles and like 100,000 words published. And I've built a few tools using chat GPT and I've used about 15 other content writing tools. Um, other than maybe Jasper, there's no second, you know, there's no second. It's like GPT is far and above. And the thing that I'll tell people is for those of you that are afraid um, that it's going to replace you, <laughs> You, some of you might be correct, but the way to think about it is how can I remove myself from tedious tasks, augment my current capabilities, so brainstorming, um, you know, creating copy outlines, um, analyzing other people for you automatically, and then use that to scale my expertise, stay in my zone of genius, and improve my income situation because of, you know, efficiencies of scale. That's really how to think about ChatGPT, and I will say it's not the same as typing in a prompt. I'll tell it things like, go back a week ago in our previous conversation, give me the tone that you used for that second paragraph, and then look at this website and uh, you know, uh, 
cluster these topics based on what you see most often. That's the kind of specificity you can tell it to do over time. Yeah, and uh, by the way, that clip right there, that just that that's the clip right there that I want to make sure we promote. <laughs> okay, because <laughs> because yeah. you're right, because there's always going to be disruptions, and um, you know, for anticipating what those disruptions are, look, you're not going to you're not going to change. You can't put that genie back in the bottle. It's it's here. So you may as well. It's like realtors. I remember when Zillow was becoming really popular and some realtors were complaining about Zillow. I'm like, okay, yep. what are you going to do about it? It's like you either need yep. to become a Zillow friendly realtor or, you know, again, you're just going to people are going to kind of scratch their head when you're complaining about it. And go, All right. Okay. But that's okay. how that's the tool I'm using. Yeah, I mean, I've seen like if you're a, you know, let's say you have a, a hundred clients and you're a, a health consultant, right? Now you're going to write meal plans for all of them. Well, how do you know what the new dietary restrictions are, right? For the last two years, instead of scouring the internet, just say, give me the top 10 headlines of research of the last dietary trends around the keto diet, and then tell it to go run it again and verify it for itself. And it can do that and check itself. And now you have data to start off with to write your meal plans. Now say, give me an outline in an Excel spreadsheet to write a formula for their macros and it'll do it for you and you import it into Excel. That's what I'm talking about. You're coaching the people. It's doing the grunt work. Everybody wins. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I want to ask you about LinkedIn because I know LinkedIn is kind of one of the areas that Revenue Zen can advise on and, and provide services around. Um, what do you see people doing in LinkedIn that is just that you wish you could collectively say thank you? That's enough of that, please. Uh, and what do you think is maybe the greatest untapped resource or process leveraging LinkedIn that is like, go, baby, go, do more of that? Yeah, I mean, we're pretty biased. Again, my expertise is in B2B. I can't speak to like if you're selling to governments or no, selling right. t-shirts or something like that. But for those of us out here who are selling, you know, B2B and particularly services, what I can tell you doesn't work um, like with 100% certainty is the cold outreach approach of people you don't have in your network and just Oof. blasting 100 messages a day. Not only will LinkedIn penalize you, we've done, you know, research on the cap for how many of those you can send because we're always sort of testing things. You'll also just burn the potential customers that you might have had in the future because now we're all mad at you because I get a million of those a day. So don't send out a ton of mass messages. Um, definitely don't just post links to stuff. A, it, so again, we do this, this kind of testing. It gets no engagement. If you just post a link, that's why you see people post in the comment. Yes. Posting in the thing that's yeah. an outbound link, it doesn't work. LinkedIn doesn't um, want you going to other places. LinkedIn wants you to stay in LinkedIn, just like Facebook or any of the other in. social media platforms. Yeah, exactly. We want to hold you captive. So I'll say that because those are the two big things that people do. Maybe third would be not posting at all. They think that they don't have anything interesting to say or that it doesn't work for them. Uh, I'll give three big you know, things you should do. Number one, like I said, there's nobody more important to a company's brand than the founder um, or subject matter expert. Usually that may be uh, the founder or the marketing officer or somebody like that. And the simplest thing to do is 15 minutes a day, grab your cup of coffee in the morning, interact with five people, doesn't matter what you say, just say hi, interact with them, write something down <laughs> and click publish uh, and just keep doing that. Like, and I'll give you a nine month challenge if people, people like that, right? So leveraging the founder, the person who's a subject matter expertise, that reflects on the brand. The second thing is video. People tend to be uncomfortable. They think they need to have a video camera and overproduce. I make videos just like this. <laughs> you know, you can use your camera phone if you have an iPhone. Um, so making video. And the third thing that I would say 
is you can leverage like that featured resources section when you first land on your profile, mm -hmm. whether you have a download, um, a freebie, people can even see that when they're searching off of LinkedIn. So that can be a good time to, you know, bake in some of that lead gen that I know everybody's chomping at the bit for right in your profile. Yeah. Well, and the the profile itself, it's when somebody when if if all of us right now and and here's to my listener or to the listeners listening to us right now to our friend, uh, go do a vanity search result for yourself right now. Um, chances are pretty oh, good yeah. unless you have a very common name. You might have to throw another keyword in there or so. Uh, but chances are pretty good when you you put a targeted vanity search you know search query in Google, your LinkedIn's going to come up, your LinkedIn profile. So if someone's checking you out and that LinkedIn profile comes up, how much control do you have over your LinkedIn profile? And it's endless. I mean, you could you could put anything that, you know, your, your banner image behind you is a billboard. And if you're using yep. it to just post a picture of a kitty cat or something like that, well, I mean, okay. Or maybe uh, Ken, we could do kind of what you do. And, and I do the same thing, right? Is I want to, I want to yeah. max out that profile. That's it, man. And I mean, you, you, you meant like, you bring up such a good point, right? Not just the cat profiles or it's like a sunset. The about is just, I went to college at, uh, am I just like, okay, <laughs> what does that do for me? The potential customer? I don't want to spend any more time here. Like it should be a landing page for somebody who doesn't know you and might become a customer. How do you, and we always do the same framework intrigue them, educate them about what you do, build trust and get them to do something that you want them to do. Not manipulating, obviously, and not salesy, even though it should be a little salesy. It's just that process. And you should curate it. You should spend some time on it. Um, I think mine looks pretty good. So, and yours definitely does. Well, thank you. You go to, when someone, our friend is listening, goes to revenuezen.com um, and they want to learn about how the services work. What does engagement typically look like? So for us, we take everybody through the same methodology. It's what we use for our own site. It's how we rank for stuff like SAF SEO agency, B2B SEO agency in the world. Um, it's the same process, right? And so what we do is, if you're a good fit, we actively try to make sure people are, you know, are not good fits for us and tell them to go to another better provider, because I think that's part of the consultative process. We'll take you through basically a 30 to 45 day research period where we'll help you get your analytics and attribution set up. We'll decide what terms are best for you, your target audience, what content you need, what you have, all that good stuff. Then an analysis phase where we say, okay, here's your North Star based on your revenue goals. If you have certain short-term KPI goals, we'll put together that action plan and then we'll actually implement the beginnings. We call that the foundation. A lot of people don't have time to tweak a title tag or make your website load faster. So we just say, give it to us. Um, and we do that. We call that the foundations. Meaning if you fired us the next day after that foundational period, your website would be 180 degrees more likely to generate inbound leads. And after that, it's a month to month engagement where every quarter we're laser focused on one aspect of improving the business. And we do the necessary implementations. We check our results, how many users we're getting, how many new leads, how many revenue increases or customer increases. And then we just keep that going, um, you know, until we hit your goals or supersede them, and move on to the next aspect of your business. So pretty laser focused. Um, I like our month to month model. It gives people a lot of confidence knowing they're not bogged down with a 24 month contract. Mm. Uh, we let our, you know, we let our results speak for us. 
Yeah, love that. Ken, um, your website again, uh, revenuezen.com. And let's say that someone's like, well, I, I just want to learn more, or maybe you have some some pillar content of your own that you think might be a, a great example of, uh, you know, obviously Revenue Zen eats their own dog food. You follow your own advice. Um, but uh, any maybe standout or pillar content that you'd recommend that people dig into? Yeah, I mean, two of my favorite things is just like we have our the post that I always recommend is highlighted in our resource center. So if you just go, um, you go take a look at the resource center on the website, um, it tends to blow people's minds enough that they're like, either I don't want to do this, this stuff does not make sense, or I didn't know that what I was doing should be producing like revenue for me, <laughs> or what we're doing is currently not working. And that tends to be a good entry point. The second thing I would say is we have a page that's our own like marketing thesis. These, this is what I believe me and the founder, Alex, believe about marketing that makes us different and may you know, be the right provider for you that is different from other providers. Again, we only want people that think the way that we do that we can help. So I would say starting off with that guide that you see pinned and then reading about how we what we believe about marketing, um, that'll tell you most of what you need to know. And then they'll probably get lost looking through the rest of the resources on the site like most people do. Yeah. And, and hint, hint, hint to everyone who's listening. That's intentional. <laughs> oh yeah. The user journeys in HubSpot are fascinating before people convert. I can see they go to the case studies. They want to go read the article. They want to go back to a different article. They look at a solutions page. They use the calculator. Oh, it's great. And then by the time that they finally get to talk with someone, think of all that familiarity bias they're coming into beforehand. It's like when you have a discovery call with someone's like, oh, I've read your book. I've watched all your videos. Like I've, I've spent the past three weeks with just, you know, consuming everything. That call is probably going to go pretty well. That's great. And I mean, we, we talk about inbound and organic as like, there's no such thing as the only methodology, right? Yeah. It depends on your channel for your business, your, you know, monetary spend. But I will say, I've done outbound campaigns. I've got paid ad leads. I've got organic leads. When somebody comes to you and they're that pre-qualified, you look them in the eye, you shake hands, they're ready to go. It's, it yes. feels good when they're that warm. And so that's why I personally shifted our focus to organic when we used to do other strategies too. And I recommend uh, everyone dabbles and tries the same. Yeah. Awesome. Ken Marshall, uh, again, best title for you. Uh, oh man, I just added, this is embarrassing. Chief growth officer. I knew there was a growth... Chief Growth Officer and Managing Partner at Revenue Zen, your website, revenuezen.com. Ken, thank you so much for joining us. Gosh, thanks for having me. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. If you're a listener, I'd love to shout out your business to our whole audience for free. You can do that by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or join our listener Facebook group. Just search for The Thoughtful Entrepreneur in Facebook. I'd love even if you just stopped by to say hi. I'd love to meet you. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. We love our community who listens and shares our program every day. Together, we are empowering one another as thoughtful entrepreneurs. Hit subscribe so that tomorrow morning, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. I promise to bring positivity and inspiration to you for around 15 minutes 
each day. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.